Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with Gar. Yes, 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 yes. And see the way he repeated that over and over again? That mm. comes into play in this uh, episode, which is all about earwordums. Wordums in, in your ear. ear. <laughs> and, uh, and a catchy, super catchy songs that will not leave your head to mm. good... <sighs> Good effect or horrible effect? Even some good songs in your head, you're sometimes you're like, yeah. right, man, it's time to leave. It's like a fucking unwanted guest. It's time much, to leave. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Away. Like, earworms don't have to be good songs. They don't have to be bad songs. They just have to haunt you for at least a day. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, you, you hear it, and you might not even know what it is, but like 10 minutes later, you're fucking walking along, and you're humming it, and you're singing it, and you're like, please leave my head. And please. the old, yeah. it's like the old cure used to be, you have to just listen to the song. You just have it to works, listen to works. it. Yeah. Just keep listening to it until you're sick yeah. of it, um, or else try and drown or, it with other songs. Or yeah, or replace it with another equally catchy song. <laughs> that's, yep. that's more like, Doctor, how do I get rid of this uh, infection? Well, we could just in- in- fucking infect you with another thing. Yeah, like, just suck, you suck that homeless bloke's dick. Yeah, do that. <laughs> fucking suck his dick and lick the ground, you know, <laughs> twice a day for the next week until uh, you feel better, until your toe is <laughs> not infected anymore. Yeah, or, mm. listen, we... Uh, well, I always wonder what was interesting, like how they build a catchy song, how it comes about. Do people know. mean to? I don't like, know. Ultimately, songs are supposed to be catchy, but not, yeah. all, you know, initially that was the idea when making music was to make it. Well, no, no, sorry. Let's say when popular music, that's yes. what that was for, to make yeah. it uh, instantly recognizable, stick in your head. Exactly. I, read, I, I started to read about it and it was kind of going into something called encoding episodic memory procedural memory and then i was like i'm bored of yeah. reading this yeah there's like the musicologists pairs. or whatever you call them uh forensic yeah. musicologists and all that to have all this thing i have this all broken down yeah. into like math almost and it's what's the point i mean it's, it's essentially exactly. what well like, it's essentially what what musicians call the hook but every now and again they'll stumble across a hook and they'll have it they'll be able to just whittle it down to like the most outrageous thing that yeah. when you hear it, you go like, fucking hell. Like the beauty of a good hook is it should make you feel like you've heard it a thousand times in your life. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's the simplicity, repetition, yeah. and drawing on something you already know. 100%. Like there's not, yeah. no one is ever going to release, no one's ever going to come out with like a completely new genre of music with the first single has a hook that nobody's ever heard before. It's not going to be yeah. popular. It takes years for those like, Everyone has to be stacked upon each other and it has to be like Jenga where it's just about to fall and then someone yeah. rocks in and takes a little bit from that genre and mashes it in with like soul music or funk or, and, yeah. and takes something from that other thing and then all of a sudden they have something completely new and it, but it sounds fucking stupid and simple and instantly like the second the, you hear it. Back in the day, there was definitely going to be cavemen going, I like that drum beat. Yeah, exactly. You're like, boom, 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 boom. So walking in all day. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Banger. Exactly. That's, that's the original fucking yeah. Kiss from Rose. That Oog wrote a fucking banger. Like everybody's coming out of the Oog's yeah. cave to hear them fucking hit the stones with the sticks. Can you do it again? Yeah. No, one hit no. only. Exactly, yeah. What's our next one? Uh, bump it, bump it, bump, bump, bump. All right. Yeah, no, he's just good. shredding all water yeah. now. Yeah, he's, he's wrestling no, he his laurels. Exactly. One hit wonder. Yeah, we need to go over to Shirk's cave. Shirk has a fucking yeah. cool thing. Yeah, exactly. He's playing the xylophone on, on a cat's fucking ribs. <laughs> One thing, one thing I did notice that, and I, and I, I read up a bit more about what is apparent in these songs. Mm. So longer phrases in the chorus that goes without saying. Not yeah. always, because there's loads of songs that have 
rap especially mm. it hasn't got long well it has because some of them have chorus long yeah. choruses where phrases but um some of the ones i'm looking through today going yeah a lot of them do like one that's cited is we are the champions by queen yeah has a very long drawn out mm. and uh it's quite basic simple mm. and uh it repeats itself a lot that's just gonna get a hook but yeah. it has to be in the right order the the the, the, the notes have to complement each other naturally what, I, t- I tell you one of the weird things I found, right? I remember a couple of years ago being over in Poland and uh, the the Mrs's ma had the radio on and it's all, it's not all English speaking songs, but most of them are. It's whatever you fucking hear on the radio over here, you hear on the radio over there. Yeah. She doesn't speak any fucking English, none whatsoever. But all the big like bouncer fucking banging catchy songs, she could sing in perfect English. She just sang along phonetically. Hadn't a clue what they were talking about. You know what we I mean? Do, we do with Ramstein. Oh yeah, exactly. Not very well, but we yeah. Do. But she like she could like turn around and sing at you, and you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's smoky. You know, living next door to Alice or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, she knew all the words, just learned them phonetically, but she didn't know it with. Like, imagine she, imagine she was singing "My Neck, My Back" and didn't know. What. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My I'm, neck, my, my back. back. Don't say that, man. No, shut up, no, shut up, no. Stop ruining everything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Another thing I noticed was uh, that, and this was interesting, um, songs with a male voices singing higher with more effort. Mm. So that came, that comes like I said, Freddie Mercury, uh, Bon Jovi, and a few others, like where the the male is higher pitched and giving it like welly. Yeah, belting it. Yeah, Frankie Valli yeah. style stuff. Yeah, so... Mm. I think effort and to be higher and sort of predominantly pushing the song hard from a yeah, male yeah. point of view. So even along, yeah. One of the uh, things. Interesting. Yeah, Matt found that kind of strange and interesting as mm. well. That kind of fits in with uh, my first choice. But then you mix it with uh, a lower vocal range and you get a, the, the dual side of it. So like Bon Jovi mm. did that a lot. He'd sing down here that's like, yeah. Yeah, same with fucking well, Freddie Mercury could sing, do whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah. backwards, upside down, well, whatever. Um, it didn't matter. Without any, without any more haste, what is your first one? Um, my first one is for me the original one, the first thing I ever heard that wouldn't leave me alone. And yeah. uh, again, it's one of those things that fucking you could not hear it for twenty years, and then you hear it again, you go fucking hell, like Jesus Christ. Like mm. you remember every word, and it's a uh, Lindsay Buckingham with Holiday Road. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that fucking fucking song. Yeah, it haunts oh, me. I don't, like, I don't like. I know you like that song. I don't like it, but it gets stuck in my head. Yeah, Holiday I don't. Road. Yeah, oh, see, I don't even know if I like it. I don't know yeah. if I like it. One <laughs> of the things we used to do was we used to play it um, with one of the bands. We used to play it as a warm up because it's a piece of piss, you know. There's nothing in yeah. it really. And uh, it was just because I had a nice little tempo. It was a nice warm up song, and you could sing and fucking. You know, you'd warm your voice up and your hands playing guitar or whatever, the drummer get warmed up. Um, yeah. So I kind of got used to playing it in a particular way. And I don't think I'd actually even heard it in fucking years. Like, yeah. lyrically, it's fucking, it's garbage. Like, it's garbage. Loads Jack of these nimble, songs. Lo- most, of these, quick. Yeah. Like, most of these songs are lyrical garbage. Yeah, scutter. Like, absolutely And you know scutter. what? That, that has to add to the memorability. It's easier to remember bullshit and basic ideas 100% exactly yeah. um so this uh, this was obviously the main theme for national lampoon's vacation um, That's right. from 1983 now they ended up using it in pretty much every single other 
um, Lampoon's fucking vacation movie, European vacation right. and Vegas vacation. Vegas it vacation the holiday a, song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the holiday song, yeah. Vegas, Vegas vacation. Vegas vacation is an underrated classic. Was that one of the like straight to video ones? Oh yeah. Once, once European vacation was over, if I, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, Vegas vacation was the one with Randy Quaid in it. No, and that's the Christmas one. Is it? He might be in that. You know what? I, I think he has it. multiple fucking yokes now. I know the, the Christmas one is the one where they're eating squirrels and all that. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like I've seen the <laughs> Vegas one once and gone, oh man, this is like the, the least loved one of them. Most. Yeah, I think the Vegas one is the third one. So European yeah. Vegas, I think European Vacation is the best. Um, yes. That's the look kids, there's Big Ben, fucking all that shit. It's absolutely Christmas stuff as well is brilliant. The Christmas brilliant. one is great, yeah. Um, but the Vegas one, I think, is an underrated fucking classic. Uh, they used it. There was one just called Vacation. Um, That's right. I think that might have been the fourth or fifth one. They made a fucking shit ton of these. And then the remake now. was great. Yeah, yeah. The like remake really was good. Yeah. But Ed Hel- was not Ed Helms, was it? What's his name? Uh, fucking, he looks like about eight other people. Yeah, man, the man going in there. I can't remember his name. Whoever he is, I get mixed up with... Uh, no, Ed Helms was in Meet the Millers. Yeah. So I get those two movies That's mixed up right. because two ones where people go on a road trip. Yeah, those, Meet the Millers is fun, actually. Yeah. Some good stuff in there, actually. It's the, it's the, it's the guy from um, The Office. The Office. Is it the guy that was in uh, The Hangover as well? Andy Bernard guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, um, yeah, so that was a good remake. I don't know if the song was in that. No, I'm sure it was. I don't know who the other guy is then. So yeah, whatever. Who cares? I'm sure it was. Uh, what I found out today is that Buckingham played. Um, obviously, people know, but Buckingham was played guitar in Fleetwood Mac. I hope they do anyway. Um, and he was the singer on Fleetwood Mac for years until they brought in Stevie Nicks. Um, or oh, so sorry, yeah. Lindsay Buckingham was going out with Stevie Nicks when he came in. She ended up taking over vocals. Then she fucked up. And he sang for a while. It's the Jesus Christ, the fuck of Fleetwood Mac history. I tried to do a quick the scan. Them, on the it. two of them came in at the same time. After came in at the same time. Yeah. Um, they only wanted Lindsay, but he said, "I'm only coming in if you bring me Mrs. Steve." Yeah. And uh, I think she came in as like a backup singer or something like that. And eventually they realized she's got a great set of pipes. But the, like oh, Fleetwood man, Mac, they were going, they were going as a Buckingham Knicks for a long time. Yeah, they, they had albums out, but they, apparently they didn't. They, they don't jack shit. Like nobody gave a yeah. fuck about them. They have one song that's on Midland. Um, but yeah, I tried to do a quick scan over um, Fleetwood Mac today just to see if there's, there's any no kind of tools. Yeah, there's no such thing. It's it's, it's like reading the fucking Bible. Um, the it's wild actually, thorn, the wild thornberries, the thorn birds. Yeah. reading the wild thornberries. Yeah, no, like that. Um, it's re- it's really hard to find little facts on Lindsay Buckingham because he's like everyone's kind of negative. Like he's mad for bashing moths yeah. and all. A lot of uh, people don't like him. Fleetwood Mac don't really like him. They like take him back, and he's done like how long will it last this time before he's like. And then I know I can tell in interviews that. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on, what's happening. I'm like, I smell a rat. Do you think yeah. you're a liar? You sound like a prick. Yeah, he, he seems to be. Yeah, he, there's definitely something off him. But yeah, he's, he's there's been books written about him by like his ex missus and all. None, none of it's positive, you know. Uh, mm. I did find out today that Buckingham played every single instrument on that song. Every yeah. single instrument on Holly Road. Drums, keyboard. 20 people can play it then. Yeah, that makes sense. If what? Uh, Twenty Bulls each can play it, that makes oh, sense. Oh, I wasn't Twenty Bulls playing that shit, you man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, absolutely not. That would have even that was too fucking advanced. Um, but yeah, that that for me that's the original. Lindsay Buckingham Holiday Road is the one that I remember from when that movie came out. Even though I was only a baby, but it was Ireland, so we probably got it in like nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> we probably got it 10 fucking years later. But I always remember those movies being around, that fucking song every time. And every, me and my sister singing the song and then kids on the road singing the song. Because everybody loved those fucking movies because they were garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids love garbage. Well, they, were, garbage. they were a bit like... Bit uh, dirty at times. A as little well. bit risk, not quite Parky's level, but there was a little bit of yeah. risky fucking in there. A little bit edgy, just because I think Lampoon's Lampoon started off as a magazine. That's that right, all yeah. these guys were were doing. It was like a Mad Magazine type of thing. Mad it? Magazine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started off like that, and then eventually they, they got like a TV show, and eventually got well, movies made. And Animal House was the big yes, breakthrough. Yeah, I think, I fucking love Animal House. God damn, I fucking love it. I have an Animal House T-shirt here somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking, I love animals. Ah, it's deadly. It's fucking superb. That. I'm a zit. <laughs> like, it's just, just <laughs> it, everything about it is just fucking great. Everybody in it is perfect. It's the, one of the original shitty college movies, like, kind of the prototype for all. They took, they took for, is that before or after Saturday Night Live? Because it was a lot of the same I think people. during Saturday Night during, Live. Yeah. Right. I think a, at the start, a lot of, um, a lot of the Lampoon, Staff were doing Saturday Night Live, you know, whether behind the scenes or in front of the camera as well, because right. there's a massive crew of writers for, for Saturday Night Live as well, like massive crew. Yeah. Um, even though you have like famous comedians and all that shit, like you're still talking about like an hour's output a week, which oh, is yeah, all monstrous. So that they but they weren't writing massive. all those. They weren't writing all that. Nobody weren't that bollocks. They might have like improv little bits and you know that type of shit, but there was nobody, yeah. nobody like saying, "This is my bit. This is my twenty minutes or whatever." That's nonsense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Right, who's your first one? My first one is a song that I'm not even know if I really like. I like some of it, but this synth riff goes through my head mm. once a week at least for the last well since I can remember because mm. the song was released a year or a good few years. Let's just say a good few years before I was born. And through the years, I always remember this sticking in my head. And it's the synth riff for not even the song, just this bit of the song mm. from Einstein A Go Go by Lance oh, I know it, yeah. You know that? Yeah. Mm. That's right. Einstein yeah. A Go Go. Yeah. Fuck off, man. The, out of my head. Yeah, the song is wherever, but that bit. <clears throat> that bit. The song then, has a, yeah, the like, song has a lovely like guitar. There's a cool guitar, like dirty guitar that comes in, yeah. Yeah, it's deadly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And then, uh, like, it's production on that bit is, is brilliant. I'd love to break. I'd love to break down that song into the stems and sample that guitar bit. Yeah. The rest of it, I can take or leave. And the lyrics again, garbage. Absolutely. The, st- the, the start, the lyrics are all right at the start, but then when he comes in, he goes, "You better watch out. You better be aware." Albert said, "E equals MC squared." Yeah. Go go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The oh. keyboardist went on to join Thomas Dolby. Oh, really? Wrote, I, wrote I was. That, yeah. I, my second choice was going to be fucking Dolby. It was really going to be. Yeah. Um, fucking. My brain is gone dead now. Um, what's the big Thomas Dolby song? Fucking. She blinded me with science. Yeah, she blinded me with science. Yeah. That just Jesus Christ. That's yeah. another earworm and a half. Like it is. And speaking of earworms, another one. The bass player of Landscape went on to co-write the team for the bill. Fuck off. That's a that great is, piece of music. That's a fucking banger. Yeah. That's another earworm. Yeah. Do, 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 remember the bill? Probably just sang Casualty. Ca- Casualty had a great riff as well. There was a good era yeah. there for kind of a shitty daytime English music, or yeah. English TV uh, shows Definitely. that had great music, you know? Fucking, yeah. there was a bunch of them. Bunch yeah. of them that had... Like, there's not a huge amount left to say about uh, your man... 
James Borges, I think the lead singer, went mm. on to uh, be a producer and stuff like that. But they, like listening to their stuff, oh no, they're very quirky. But <laughs> it's not for me. But that yeah. that I don't even know if I like that riff. That but that synth riff, it's the way it's recorded as well. It has yeah. just the amount of reverb on it. it yeah. Sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it also sounds disgusting. So I don't know what to make of it. But yeah, my first one is that riff. So when you said, yeah. you big prick, by the way, with this fucking podcast idea, because it's just been a week of this. I know, yeah. I, 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 I didn't change mine. I went with my first, my first six picks. But every single day since I made those first six picks, I've mentally added on 20 every day. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to take some out because they were too similar in yeah, theme. Yeah. Not theme, but like... like I don't want to give too much, but later on I'll tell you the ones that swap. I okay. suppose if you hadn't put in one of your songs that you did, it's coming up later. Yeah. Einstein and Gogo wouldn't be here. But all right, it yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, that's all there is to say about that one. Okay. Who is your second earworm? Earworm. Uh, my my ear duck. Uh, <laughs> I had to pick something that I forgot about until about three weeks ago, and I okay. can't remember how I even remembered it. I can't, someone fucking said it and I went oh Jesus yeah that rings a bell with me when I was a kid and I went to YouTube and Chris playing it and now it haunts me um, day and night and it's the theme song from DuckTales the cartoon oh yeah it's great it's Jesus it's, it's, it's a mixture of every like Michael Jackson song yes. mixed with any song from that era yeah. mixed with Janet Jackson yeah. mixed with uh, Jermaine Jackson <laughs> I don't know. I can't, it, I can't get out of the Jackson. I'm stuck in the Jackson loop here. Like literally, the, the way it starts with that fucking kind of drum bass combo, and the bass is the most eightieth fucking yeah, thing you've ever is. heard. I don't even know if this cartoon's from the eighties. I think it's the early nineties, but it just has this. Yeah, oh, I can't. It haunts me. But so, the the, te- the technology was still around the same. But yeah, ah, yeah doesn't yeah, really. Yeah. You know what? 80, 90, 91 to ninety two is the eighties. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, ninety three, maybe when indie came back, you had to drop and guitar music started coming back in. Well, you have to you have to remember as well stuff that's getting released in like nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two was probably recorded in nineteen eighty nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and grunge, grunge was coming out, and the eighties <coughs> just had to go. Exactly. That was a dead. So the, uh, the DuckTales team was written by a guy called Mark Mueller, who, when I went looking into him, was like a really well accomplished musician and songwriter. Uh, he wrote, he also wrote Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is also uh, an absolute yeah. banger. He wrote a shit ton of songs for Disney. Um, he's written songs for, he wrote, actually won a, an ASCAP award, which is the most performed songs of the year. He's won two of those. Uh, so he's written songs for like Jennifer Page, Heart. Eternal, Earth, Wind and Fire, NSYNC. The amount of people that write songs for Heart is mm. unreal. I only realised lately, I was doing the uh, Outliers thing, and two people on that list had written songs for Heart. I'm like, what is that, Heart? Yeah, they're just letting anybody go. Yeah, he wrote stuff for <laughs> Girls Aloud, Steps. He wrote a song for, what's her name, Agnetha um, from ABBA. Um, oh, I need to, yeah. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote, uh, wrote um, a song or two for her as well that, that got released. So yeah, he wrote Chip and Tales Rescue Rangers. He was paid $1,000 to write the DuckTales team. That's it. That's, yeah, like, actually, do you know what? That's probably not that bad for that time. And you know, in theory, no idea. that theory, was that, was that like Disney or something? Yeah, yeah, that was Disney, yeah. Oh, well, then it's fucking, that's measly. Tell yeah. me it's measly. Yeah. That's like pure Disney fucking like, t- like Saturday morning uh, stuff. Yeah. So uh, it, it was written by him, but it was sang by a guy called Jeff uh, Pesetto. He's a great voice, that lad. It's a great, great voice. voice. He's written loads of stuff as well. 
he's written a shit ton of stuff for both bands and for movies. He's done uh, music for like the James Bond movies. He's done music for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He done the theme song for Tekken. So in the waiting screen for Tekken, when oh, was all singing. Yeah, no way. That's yeah. crazy. That's, that's mental. That's him. Um, that's mental. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's done. He's done a bunch of shit. Um, he sang a load of other uh, Disney songs as well that Mark Mueller wrote. Mark Mueller really liked them. He was actually involved in another one that was going to be. Uh, it was going to be on this on on this podcast. He fucking he done a remake of fuck. He done a re-recording of. Fuck my life right now. What is wrong with me? That's a deadly song. Come on, Brian. Fuck you can do it. Fuck my life right now. Fuck my life right now. Your life going to understand it. Fuck my life right now. Oh, fuck. my life right now. Yeah. So that was really recorded. Is that what you were talking about? No. That song? No. Sorry. He was, there was a big, in like 1990 something, apparently, there was a big movement to, to get like that song back into the charts. But they didn't want to use, uh, what's his name, David? Who, who sang that song? Um, Australian guy. This is John great music. Jo- yeah, John Farnham. This oh, is a great right. podcast about music. My brain is absolute cabbage <laughs> today. I'm going to tell you when my brain was cabbage because I had to go shopping today and there's an Aldi and a Lidl five minutes away from my gaff and it still took me three hours to get there and back again because the queues are an absolute fucking mutantry. Mutantry. They are, it's wild in the streets out there. So it is. Just to get a bit of food. And the Aldi has... One of the only six McDonald's in this country that's allowed to open right now. So there are oh. hundreds of cars all over the place and people jumping out of cars and kids everywhere screaming, trying to get their chicken nuggies. And it was just, it was literally like Mad Max. When, when, did, when did chicken nuggies come in? It's nuggets. Mm. Why are people saying chicky nuggies now? Because it's because of the mutants. Because this is what the mutants do. So I'm repeating what the mutants say. No, no, I know why you're doing it, but I'm, not, I'm just curious as to why. I see all these things now. People saying chicky nuggies. Yeah, I'm is assuming it, it's a meme thing. It's a meme from fucking Mandalorian. A little baby. Yeah, Yoda, yeah, I would eat having chicken nuggies. That yeah, chicky yeah. nuggies thinking fuck off from ground. Oh yeah, pr- pretty much all oh. memes can fuck yeah. off. But that's why my brain is cabbage right now. So John, I Farnham. feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad now because we were supposed to record this yesterday, and I was cabbage yesterday. Yeah, well, we're even, even Stevens. Well, no, because so, I'm getting, I'm coming out all right. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so apparently in the 90s, they were trying to uh, re-release that song, but they wanted someone else to uh, produce it and sing it. So they brought this guy in, this Jeff uh, uh, Pesetto guy in to sing it. So apparently there's a version of him singing it as well. It's supposed to be fucking amazing. I'm going to try and hunt that down. Oh, I'm going to be interested in saying that. Although yeah. Farnham, Farnham's whopper. To be so fair. Probably like, yeah. Farnham, he's, got, he's, he's, he's an older man and he's got too many nationalities. Mm. He's like Australian, English, and a bit American or something, yeah. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't he? Born in Australia, moved to England, and then kind of got yeah. famous in America or something. We talked about him before. His, well. his arm was from India. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had one Botswanian fucking toe. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, who is their next one? That was DuckTales, DuckTales team, which I, I, I believe personally to be m- maybe not the biggest earworm on this playlist but probably the catchiest the one that great. will not let you go once you have it yeah. like nothing else can defeat it if there was Street Fighter fucking catchy songs and this is the fucking the fight list and um, this playlist I think DuckTales is certainly making it into the final one anyway who's your next yeah, one man, ironically did Tekken <laughs> so mm. my second one is a Welsh band called The Automatic do you know the song I'm talking about Monster unfortunately I do 
What's that coming up? I don't really, I don't think much of this. Actually, there's some bits of the song are deadly. Guitar yeah. kind of, some of it is deadly. Yeah, it's uh, very uh, kind of weird an indie band at the start, isn't it? It's got all the fucking weird yeah, it just, kind of stuff. It just, yeah, it comes in. So it's coming in around the same time as it's around 2006. This came out, yeah. I think 2004, like, where they were using a lot of the like synths were added yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So they get, um, they never really replicated this song again, even though they were no. convinced they were going to. No. Uh, your man, I think your man's name is Alex something. He said, uh, you get labeled as one hit wonder, but that's more hits than most people have. That's what's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. You get labeled as a, you get labeled as, but that's more hits than most people have. It's only one more than most people have. Yeah, one so it's more. Not, it's yeah. Not, that's not more hits. That's one more hits than most people have. Yeah, he'll have no anyway, interest in music. Yeah, like, he said as well as that, we haven't disappeared. We're, we're still recording albums. And we, ah, yeah, but mate, ah, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but. Um, but to be fair, they're all right. That band, that's not really my thing. It was, no. it was they were a bit too like, and that could be used. Like, I'm going to hang myself here because a few of these can be used as football anthems. But yeah. that's a real football anthem. One. Big time, yeah. Big time. I always um, remember my nieces, I have two young nieces, and when that song came out, the two of them was running around the gaff. All they knew yeah. was that. All they knew I was that. What's that coming? Well. That's all they knew. Didn't even yeah. know. Didn't know the, the verse. Is, the rest of it is different. Like, and, yeah, yeah, I don't even, yeah. I can't even think of the verse right now. In uh, yeah, head. well, that's because they had no interest in releasing the verse. If they had their way, yeah. it would have been three minutes of them just repeating that. What's that coming yes. over? Because it's so disjointed, it doesn't make any sense. It is, it's, yeah. it's it, the, the verse just has this fucking uh, kind of smitsy whittle guitar on it. You know, that, that kind of loads of reverb and yeah. uh, like a little kind of a chorus delay in it. It's cool, it. yeah. It's, it's fine, but it doesn't make sense because then all of a sudden... No, yeah. He, he yeah. goes from the, the indie wine and the... Ah, nah, nah, da, 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 snare here. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah. The chorus was only a placeholder, the keyboard player wrote, and they played it so much. Then when it, that when it came down, they were like, well, we can't change it now. Yeah, it's too late. It's one of those things, it's like too late. It's like, let's try to sing something else. Like, we're all living in the bottom of a hill. And yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, yeah. it's, it's, it's back to what it was. It's like that time Andrew WK was writing that album and he put that, that metronome beep 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 over everything yeah and then when he went to take it off he was like oh yeah no. i like the metronome thing yeah, that we metronome had, the, beep, the beep thing put that over every song again yeah wouldn't you be sick so, of yeah. so you're telling me then that they spent ages writing the verse and intro and middle eight and fucking outro and all this kind of stuff but the keyboard player just had this yoke because like yeah the, the, this is where the yeah. chorus will be eventually when we get around to it and yeah. nobody can remember anything else about the song except for the beat that the keyboard player pulled out his hole yeah yeah, well, because yeah. I reckon that's that's part of it. Like, although the lyrics are <coughs> the lyrics for the chorus, what's that coming up over the hill? Is it a monster? Weirdly works well because you're listening to it and it feels like there's a sense of uh, something is coming in the yeah. song, the way it's building up to this bit. Hmm. So, so I guess in essence, the chorus is the monster. Oh. <laughs> Who's your next one? My next one is. Oh, where's my bit of paper? Yeah. Oh shit! Big one. Uh, Dead or Alive, you spin me around. Oh yeah, God probably damn. the best song. On the, probably the best song on the playlist. It's fucking super. Uh, it's also kind of stands alone. It's another kind of one-hit wonder. A lot of these kind of are. Yeah, to be fair, Dead or Alive, like they had their fans, but at the same time, that... they were all wrong. They were all wrong. One hundred percent, they were all wrong. Um, yeah. 
So Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive had been around for a couple of years before this and they kind of got taken underneath the wing of a, a group of lads we talked about a hundred times on this podcast and that is Stock Aiken and Waterman. The Hitmakers. The Hitmakers, yeah. So uh, it was a tr- three-man uh, kind of production songwriting group and this uh, You Spin Me Around was their first ever number one. So they were only starting off as well. They'd been around for a little while, dead or alive. That was, that was Stock Aiken Waterman's first number one? Yeah, first number one, oh. yeah. Um, first UK number one anyway they might have had something elsewhere but oh, that was their first UK number one um, so yeah first number one single uh, Pete Burns a singer died in 2016 That's after true. making a fucking show of himself on Big Brother um, nobody had a clue that this fucking whatever the fuck Pete Burns was which is what he called himself um, he, <laughs> I read an interview with him there uh, yesterday and I'm like you know what are you and he goes just you know like whatever like I liked Pete Porns a yeah. lot yeah like, I had I really a lot did. of time for him because you, you always end up on those you know those like 80s uh, best of the 80s yes things, and they'll shoot to him in a chair and go I don't fucking know man yeah exactly that's whatever. what he he was 100% whatever like I just like getting my face fucked up like fuck up he just put so much shit into his face and yeah. they're from they're from Liverpool so yes he has that Yes, that Liverpool was like, yeah, yeah. fuck him, man. I don't know, it's just a load of drugs, man. Exactly. His, oh, his shit, whole thing man. was he just loved getting his face fucked up and doing drugs. Um, he yeah. eventually died. Uh, he died fucking destitute. He spent all of his money on uh, facial reconstruction, like having crazy operations onto his face. And then he ended up getting infections and yeah. bits of his face fell off. And then he was trying to get his money back. He was trying to sue some fucking surgeon. He made a bollocks of his lips or something like that. Like, at this, at this, there has to be some sort of duty you care eventually when someone goes, no, man, you've had enough. You've had enough Maybe. of this stuff. The more we add to your face, the rest of it's going to fall off. It's fucked. Yeah. Let, let it dry out and you're going to look fucked, but you're going to look more fucked or you're going to die, which is what happened. Mm. So before Dead or Alive or called Dead or Alive, um, they were, he'd been, like I said, he'd been booming around for a couple of years with... Uh, Can't say that. Oh, I didn't mean it in that way. Um, he'd been he'd been messing around for a couple of years with different types of music, and he kind of stumbled into this weird kind of electro goth sound. And yeah. they the band he was in originally, which the name I forgot to write down because I'm a stupid fuck. Uh, no, I, I do remember it. I'll remember it in a second because it it sounds like something else that kept popped up in this podcast. So it'll come back yeah. to me. Um, they got put in a compilation with a very unknown band called Depeche Mode. Oh, yeah. And uh, off this compilation, then Depeche Mode kind of got a little bit of recognition. So a load of the other bands who were on this compilation, people started twigging them as well. So kind of Dead or, Dead or Alive got a little boost off Depeche Mode, um, making right. their fucking kind of making themselves be known. Now they've had Jesus Christ a fierce amount of uh, fierce amount of fucking people in that band, in and out of that band. Like oh, it's so. like madness. Uh, Wayne Hussey from the Mission and Sisters of Mercy. That's right. Mercy. Yeah, he was That's he was right. with them he for a while. In, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so fucking. He's from Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. The band has so many had, of them. The band has had a lot of faces and members. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, his first band had a uh, fucking Julian Cope in it. So his first band was Pete. It was Pete Burns, Julian Cope, and Pete Wiley, who was um. Uh, in a band called the Mighty Wah, who done pretty well for a while as well. Right. So his first band, kind of, when it, they did explode, um, everybody went their own way. Like Julian Cope, obviously, kind of became a big name there for a while. Yeah. As well. 
Peter Oxendale was on keyboards for a while as well. Like there's a, there's a bunch of fucking people that were in and out of that band. Everybody kind of had a shot at Dead or Alive. And because they they toured so long and off the back of that one fucking song, I think the, the second single they brought out after that, done all right, but it was nothing major. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, there was no great shakes. Um, but that song itself, the, it starts off real grim as well when you listen to it. It doesn't sound like it's going to go where it goes. I know. It's, his voice is mad as well. It's, it's a fucking great voice. It's, yeah, it's a super fucking voice. It's proper yeah. dark and grim. like, But it's, it suits it so well. But I, yeah, I, I always remember hearing that yeah, fucking used to me around. And it is, in, yeah. I think it's on the Wedding Singer soundtrack as well. Is yeah, it? it is. Of course yeah. it is, yeah. There's a lot and, uh, oh, God, it's, that's one of the catchiest songs ever. I love that. That gets stuck in my head all the time. I remember fucking Flowrider changed it to You Spin My Head Right Round. Yeah. And they had Keisha as well, and I think as well, or Kesha. And uh, it's, it's the, the kids were going, like, that's what people did. They took a catchy song from the 80s and just added their own bit to it. Yeah. And remade it. And uh, even though I hate when people do that, when I could play that and reminded me of this song so was happy. yeah happy enough like right who was your next one then my next one is a couple of fucking lads from I was about to say Glasgow but they're not from Glasgow not. they're from Edinburgh mm. it's the fucking Proclaimers oh I'm gonna be 500 miles yeah uh, from 1998 fucking hell this this song is dangerous yes it is weaponized weaponized music Weaponized Airworm. Yeah. This was uh, released in 1988, and we remember from the 80s. It was like, yeah. Look, look at those specky ginger bastards. Yeah, they were the <laughs> ugliest pair of cunts, God help them. Like, they fucking, yeah. like, they absolutely 110% got in there on talent alone. You know what I mean? There was, yeah. no one looked at them and went, oh, we can sell t-shirts to them lads. Like, it's, no one yeah, done that. That only got, like, that got that huge in America, but not mm. till five years later when it was in the Benny and June movie. And oh. it got really, really big then. It went to number one in Australia, but not the UK. Really? Bastards. Bastards. They actually, um, uh, if they're from Edinburgh, they're the only two people from Edinburgh ever that sound like that. Because... I was thinking that. It's very strong accent. Yeah, Ed, people in Edinburgh do not sound like that whatsoever. I was thinking that. They sound more like you and McGregor. Yeah, exactly. It's real soft. I can't do an accent. It's very soft. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. But like that, the Glasgow one is up there with Belfast. Like, it's fucking shocking. I don't know it's how they even understand each other. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> one of the greatest <laughs> accents of all time. The funniest accent. The Literally, lads just saying they're going to the shop to buy bread and you're breaking your bollocks laughing. Brilliant. But, it's no. fucking amazing. Hence, so many TV shows and movies being set over there. But uh, the Proclaimers do not sound like they're from Edinburgh. Like they sound no, like they're they from sound. fucking Dunoon or something, you know, some fucking coastal town. Well, they're from a place called Leith, I think, mm. in Edinburgh. So that could be like, yeah, I don't know. Hard, I don't know much about that. I always hard pres- Shaw place or something. I just presumed Edinburgh was always a little bit more soft spoken. Like, have you ever, ever been to Edinburgh? It's fucking lovely. I've it's, never been to Scotland. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Scotland's great. Um, Scotland's great. It's just another Ireland. Super. Well, I had uh, some interesting facts about yeah. walking five, five, five hundred miles. How far would you get? Well, you can't walk any part of England at all uh, for five hundred miles without get with it. even from top without, to bottom. Wouldn't be without either. turning back. Yeah, the most you can do is. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, no, you can do five hundred. You can't do a thousand because the song is about I'll do five hundred, five hundred more. I'll do five hundred yeah. more. So the longest you can do is six hundred and eighty-five miles. 
But what you could do is, and I measured this because I was bored today, if you walked 5,000 miles, mm. sorry, 500 miles from Leith to Edinburgh, where they're from, the furthest you could get is just somewhere between Plymouth and Penzance. Don't go to Plymouth. That, so that is presumably where the person lived that they're singing about. Maybe. Although they would have to go there and realize, oh, fuck no, she's moving back to Leith. Let's <clears throat> walk back there again. Or you could walk 5,000 miles in direction. Also, here's another fun thing, fun fact. Mm-hmm. They're not the only person that claims they could walk a thousand miles to see someone. Really? Diddle, 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 diddle. Diddle, oh, yeah. Yes, Carlton. Making my I way down. Walk a thousand miles to see you. What'd you get? Well, I think that's fucking, called a callback in the trail. Famous already did it, mate. Only fucking five thousand. And another five thousand more. <laughs> uh, that is a great song. But it's, but it's at the same time, like, if, it's one of those songs that some people despise. Oh, I hate it. I love it. There's something about the, just that. Dun, 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 yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's that's that old caveman shit that people went to hear. Yeah. Like, that's what that is. You know what I mean? It's tribal. Yeah. It's fucking it's, tribal. Like. It, fucking, it, could be, it could be Queen. It could be Gary Glitter. Yeah. I'm glad it's not. But yeah, so the longest you could, that's crazy, the longest you could walk in England from top to bottom is 685 uh, miles, I think. I'm glad we're not doing the uh, radio show right now because we'd be bombarded with people. Or that someone else would answer it for us. I'd be be in a better, I'd be in a better position mentally to the radio show right now because I'm kind of half brain dead and I just, oh yeah, like I'd I'd put a load of points into me and just go onto autopilot and just Mm. let it go. Let it go. Let it Lovely off, points. like. Let it go is coming up again soon, believe it or not. But is we won't go into that right now. Sorry. Who's your next one? My next one is Soft Cell with Sex Dwarf. Oh, fucking hell. That's dangerous as well. Yeah. Lethal. Lethal. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, though. So good. It's so yeah. good. It's a great little song, but it's that fucking that. It sounds like a Thurman synth. Thurman, kind of. It is. It's just like it's <laughs> fucked with the, the attack and the decay on it and just. Oh. Oh, yeah! It fucking haunts you. It no, hurts that's, you. A, that's that's a fucking mod wheel in action, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, pitch wheel um, set to set to at least two octaves, at least two octaves. So if, uh, if we know my synth, if you know your synth, so uh, obviously soft sale was where we got Mark Allman from, who has popped up on this podcast on many many occasions. Uh, we've talked about an awful lot. So when when uh, when soft sale knocked it on the head, he started a band called um, Mark and the Mambas. So it's real yeah. fucking. I actually haven't heard any of it. So I'm, I know he had a big solo career, but I never heard any Mark and the Mamba stuff. But it was him and Matt Johnson from The Day. And uh, he had Martin McCarrick from Susie and the Banshees and This Mortal Coil in it as well. Yeah. Uh, who also played with Therapy for a while as well. But uh, it, it sounds interesting. Like, so Matt Johnson, Dead Day, I like. Susie the Banshees, yeah. I like. This Mortal Coil are interesting. I feel like I've listened to Mark and the Mamas and gone. Yeah, yeah, I could, I, be yeah. Wrong, could be very wrong. Well, yeah, I, I, I have to go fucking looking for it. I, I found out that, that you had that band with fucking. Uh, remember when we were discussing? Uh, oh, can't remember the episode. I should know, but uh, he had a band with Nick Cave that played live a few times. That's before. right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, um, yeah. the first ever soft sale release uh, was called uh, Mutant Moments, and it never got released. But it was it's due to be released this year for Record Store Day for the first time ever. As in, no one's heard it, or is there uh, no, it's it, it kind of came out on tape and shit like that. It never got proper. It was a little EP that they recorded in a shed or something, 
And uh, th- th- there are copies of it down the rounds, but they're all shite. Apparently. It sounds like stories from the pub. Mutant moments. Mutant moments, yeah. In mutant moments. I was thinking um, that. It sounds like a fucking misfit song. Yeah, well. exactly. In mutant moments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's finally getting its fucking first proper official release this year. So Deadly. if I see that, I might grab a hold of that. But yes, yeah, so, uh, Sex Office. Like, uh, obviously, Soft Cell got, got fucking known off uh, fucking Tainted Love. Tainted Love. And uh, <laughs> whatever. Or say Hello, Wave Good Boy, which yeah. is so- yeah. Well, Sex Dwarf is that one with the two videos. That's one right. The majority video with women's breasts, including yeah. the nipple. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> I always found it weird that like a band that were just like kind of a gay fucking synth band talking about going to porno theaters and wanking kind of got adopted by the guts. And then I thought about it more and I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. now I get it. Now, yeah, I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, end with synth in it that was a little bit fuck you to anything. Yeah, a little bit edgy. That's what, like, into it. Well, you see, New Romantic is gateway through it all. Goes through New Romantic yes. or goes through New yes. Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was Soft Cell with Sex Dwarf, uh, which fucking, if you're listening along, you might have this, a lot, I know a lot of people play the songs in the background while we're talking. You are now experiencing fucking wee, 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 wee. Isn't it nice? Yeah. Sugar and spice. Spice, yeah. <laughs> Learning disco dollies to a life of vice. Now, the lyrics to that song are great. Yeah, that really are very good. Um, who <laughs> is your next one? My next one is another synth, catchy synth song, but mm. with less good lyrics, but from a deadly band. It's Just Can't Get Enough by the Pesh mm. Mode. Yeah, I mean, come on, fuck off. Yeah, that's got that tribal fucking ugly as well. Almost, it's, it's classic Vince Clark fucking yeah. keyboard phrasing. So Vince Clark was in this band. Vince Clark, sorry, is half of Erasure and half of Yazoo. Yeah, so um, he was in Depeche Mode just for this album, and that's why they sound like kind of more synthy boy bands it's much more user friendly listener friendly yes. radio yeah. friendly stuff very much uh, yeah. just can't get enough is a good song but it's nowhere near it doesn't even sound like a depression Mode song no not in the slightest no, this is really. like a song that people's mas know and love and yeah, dance to it's a big wedding song yeah it's also been adopted by football crowds to change it to oh really a lot yeah, yeah. yeah um, so that can fuck off then the the video is garbage it's just so <laughs> shy it's just, it's like they've they filmed the cheapest video they could in a bar called Leather Daddy. Really? It's like they're just, it's Jesus. They come out making a soft cell look like, I don't know, fucking <laughs> not gay. I, I couldn't think of a not yeah. gay band there. I'm like, yeah, oh, uh, uh, gay. Find a gay that's not, find a gay that's not a band. What's, what's, the, what's like guy. a non, non I don't fucking know. He was like the straightest band of all time, like Limp Bizkit or something. No, they're definitely not. No, because he's a big fucking mongo, isn't he? Like he's an idiot. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, maybe Hall and Oates. Maybe. Manly. Are they? John Cougar Mellencamp, there. There he's you go. Good old fashioned man, yeah. man that doesn't partake in. I'm so God, I presume with him, Literally about to say Queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But anyway, my point is, they they come. It's it's weird. Like the way they dance, it's so awkward. That's how I know that they weren't gay because they couldn't dance for couldn't, shit. Yeah, you know, couldn't. They couldn't. They, they were looking awkwardly at the camera. I'm like, man, lads, if there was gay people in that that video, they would have been like, let's cop the fuck on. He's a brutal here. He's a wrecking this. Uh, Vince Clark wrote the song, um, when he heard. 
to cut a long story short, by Spando Ballet. Funnily oh, yeah. enough, that song was produced by James Burgess from Landscape from Einstein Gogo fame. We just talked about that. Ah. You know, so that cut right back into that. Uh, and uh, to cut a long story short, is seen as sort of the beginning of New Romantic, which is sort of synth stuff, but with more soulful kind of yeah. vocals. Like yeah. that. And that can be said for the Pesh Mode, and it can definitely be said for Soft Cell. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, definitely. Look. What else do you need to know about? Dun, 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 dun. The it, lyrics it, are it, so it. shit. Yeah. So shit. Yeah. When I'm with you, baby, I go out of my head. Yeah. I just can't get enough. What's your next one? <laughs> my next one is Pulp with Common People. Oh, yeah. That'll get yeah. in there. It's in there. It's that'll, make itself, that'll make itself home. It's yeah. already making itself a cup of tea in your graph and yeah. not offering you one. Um, another kind of synthy driven type of fucking song um, from another English band. Uh, the Brits are particularly spectacular doing this kind God, of thing. Yeah. Such um, a British playlist, isn't it? There's a couple, couple there that aren't, but for the most part, most of them are. Uh, I didn't know this. Pulp started in 1978. I thought it was like mid 80s or something. That's crazy. 1978. Jesus. This are they making music in their like? Room? They were in like secondary school, yeah. Um, now it's Pulp. Pretty much is Jarvis Cocker, right? Um, I do want a, a quick count. Of how many people have been in Pulp? Where did I write down? 31 different members. 31. That's up there with like fucking the Whalers. 31. Yeah. The Whalers, I think we counted, had 70 something members. I didn't members. realize it was that many fucking hell. 31 different members have been in Pulp. Um, they started out, they had, they had a, a bunch of different fucking names. They were called like uh, Arabica. Like the coffee beans, and then they were called the Rabica yeah. Pulp, and then they dropped Pulp, and they just, they dropped the Rabica, and they just took Pulp, and that's bullshit. But uh, they changed sound so many times. It started off like uh, kind of wanting to sound like the Fall, and then they went to be um, kind of Leonard Cohen, and then eventually they start finding their little groove for this kind of retro pop type of feel that they had. Yeah. Uh, so. This is uh, this off the album Different Class from 1995, which is their fifth album. Like, you wouldn't think it. I always yeah. thought that maybe it's their second. Toward if you're lucky. Their fifth fucking album. Uh, I love this song. I absolutely, you know what? I didn't like it when it first came out. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I just thought, it's a bit posh. But then you listen to the lyrics and like, ah, nah. It's just him. Yeah, it's just him. And, yeah. And it's fucking brilliant, man. It is. It's very it's good. Their, uh, their keyboard player that's been with them for like fucking 20-something years is, uh, she's Irish. Candita, her name is. Uh, Candita Doyle, no, yeah. I didn't know she was Irish. Yeah, sure. Um, she's been with them fucking forever now at this stage. Uh, yeah, 31 different members. Now, I, I found a cool little thing that I just wanted to talk about. about yeah. so, a little story that I never knew happened. So, do you remember... Fucking Reeves and Mortimer. Yeah, one of my favorite acts ever. That's who I get. I would consider like well, I don't know about what my humor is like, but I mm. definitely take a lot of a lot cute, of yeah, me surreal, too. the surreal yeah. type of uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I used to love Reeves and Mortimer. So oh, in no- 1996 at the Brit Awards, the Brit Awards being hosted by Reeves and Mortimer, right? Mm. And Pulp were there to receive an award, but the oh, main yeah. act of the night was Michael Jackson. Yeah, right. do you remember this? Yeah. Fuck it. So, while Michael Jackson's up there giving it loads, performing, Jarvis Cocker kind of fights his way through the security, gets up on the stage and pulls down his pants 
and shows his arsehole to everybody, including Michael Jackson. So it's spinning around, shaking his arse on Michael Jackson, shaking his arse at the crowd. Michael I Jackson. remember watching that. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. So fucking his Michael Jackson's security come out, they grab him, they pull him backstage, and instead of uh, instead of just saying, What the fuck are you doing? Like and Jarvis going, I was fucking rock and roll, isn't it? You know? Like yeah. ab- ab- apparently Jarvis took exception to the fact that uh Michael used to like he kind of put his legs together, stick his arms out, and try and look like Jesus on the cross and all this yeah. kind of shit. So uh, Cocker was like, "This is fucking bullshit!" Like, you know, this taking is, the piss. I'm, t- I'm yeah. going to go up and take the piss out of this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go up and just kind of lighten this up a bit because there's a little bit too much god bothering going on. <clears throat> but Michael Jackson's management were like, "We can't have people rushing the stage while Michael Jackson's on stage." Like, I'm so sure Dave Cocker's like, "Yeah, I know why he can't." That's yeah, why I did it. Yeah, exactly. So they took him. Uh, they they wanted charges pressed. So. It wasn't just going to be like, you know, slap on the fucking wrist, you know, don't be a fucking stop, stop drinking points. Yeah, exactly. Um, it wasn't going to be stop drinking, you stupid bastard, sit down. Like, they were like, we're bringing you to court, we're going to sue you, the whole shebang. Um, apparently, what happened was, uh, when they took him down to the cop shop, uh, Bob Mortimer went down. And Bob Mortimer went in and acted as Jarvis Cocker's counsel because oh, Bob man. Mortimer is a fucking, like, ordained solicitor. Like he's a full blown, like keeps up with his license, has done all the exams. Before he was a comedian, he was a solicitor, and him and Jarvis Cocker are mates. And he was like, "I'm not having fucking this." So he just went down and started fucking Deadly. slamming them with facts and got milked that night. Deadly, which is a cool little story. <laughs> that Bob Martin, the minute the show was over, went down to the fucking whatever the old Bailey or whatever the yeah. fuck was being held, and was like, "All right, I'm a, here's my card, here's my license, I'm a fucking solicitor. This, give, me, uh, give me a man." This song foreshadowed hipster gentrification. Big time. Well, the whole thing was about, uh, the, the whole song was about this thing that the, it's a very English thing called slumming, which is where yeah. like rich English people would almost take a holiday away from being rich and go and live in the flats and stuff like that. Like, so they go to shit yeah. pubs and shit clubs and meet up with like, working class people and just go and hang out in their, in their house or their apartment for a couple of weeks just to see how fucking the other yeah. half lived. And uh, like you said, it did definitely foreshadow the whole kind of concept of gentrification. The like, gentrification has been a real thing since like the fucking forties, but uh, in our generation and like we, we're starting to only see areas being gentrified now because the way it worked was most of them were gentrified. Um, you had like the ones done in the sixties and you had the ones done in the eighties and the two thousands, we had a big fucking crash. So fuck all happened in the 2000s. Yeah. So we're getting back to our, our next natural um, kind of cycle of gentrification. So like I'm starting to see it where I am. Like I live in a hellhole and now we're getting these like bicycle paths um, that are like in the sky. Like, it's, like these bridges that go over bridges that are just for bicycles that like lead from like, <laughs> honest to God, like it's directly across the road me and they work on it 24 hours a day. And like this, they lead from like the main road in North Strand, and they're going to lead all. Like they literally go all the way down to like Google and Facebook, like because then they can fight each other. <laughs> like, so that's what people on bikes will do when they can't fight cars and the internet and pedestrians yeah. anymore. They'll turn on each other. I start lashing. Now it does. It brings them down this part of the canal that hasn't been like seen probably in a hundred years. So who knows what type of fucking trolls and fucking creatures are living down there? Super foxes and all. Down there, <laughs> like, I, like I've been dying to get down there since we moved here, but it's impossible to get to. But now it looks like this cycle path is going to go down there. Let's get um, yourself a little bike. 
just walk it, fuck them. Just live like the common people. But that I fucking love the song. I'm like, yeah, when it came out, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because it's like the height of Britpop shite. And Britpop at the time was garbage, but now it's grand. Yeah, and I remember listening to the lyric. The, the best lyric in the whole thing is... Uh, because when you're laying in bed at night watching yeah. roaches climb the wall, if you called your dad, he could stop it all. There's a yeah. difference between, yeah. let's say, him and them. People's like, I can't, don't have anyone to call. Exactly. You're just, if you have that safety net, you'll never be a common person. He's a fantastic lyricist. The, the, single they put, the, the next single after this was called Sorted for Ease and Ways, and it's one of my favorite pub songs. It's well, ba- Babies is my favorite. But yeah, Babies, Sorted, yeah, yeah. For Sorted for Ease and Ways is fucking super, super song, but it's not quite as catchy as Common People. Common People, was painful to hear back then because you could remember, not get away from it. Yeah, I remember reading the lyrics to the <clears throat> inlay while I, I think my brother-in-law might have had this or someone had it and I was listening to a different class. That's the name of the album. Yeah. I listened to, and I was reading the lyrics as the song was on and one of the things, the first thing is written, he goes, don't be listening to the lyrics while you're reading or reading the lyrics while you're listening to the music. That's stupid. Really? It says that? <laughs> yeah, it says it. Oh. Please don't do that. Appreciate it if you didn't do that. Nice one, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. That's Very cool. Um, yeah, that was pulled by common people. Who is your next one? My next one is a very, very, very good song. Mm. Almost scientifically catchy. It's uh, Happy Boy Pharrell Williams. I have an issue with this song. I'm happy. Uh, I have a few, but I think it's brilliant. Realistically, yes. I think overall the song is brilliant. Yeah, It's from, um, it's from the film Despicable Me Too. Uh, the movie that like movie that spawned a thousand mammy memes using oh. minions that, that the minions can't speak but what, why are they going why are they all talking and the minion is pointing to his watch and it says yeah. why wine o'clock yeah my little angles me, oh my little uh, angles I, I fucking hate fucking, minions I fucking hate minions I hate them I didn't mind them when they were in those movies but mm. for some reason do you remember Oh shit! Do you remember a few years ago during? Well, it was despicable me too. So, Jesus, probably nearly fucking ten years ago. Uh, there was um, in Santry Omniplex, not the Omniplex, the Cineplex there, the cinema fucking there. Mm. They had a giant minion blown up, really, uh, and the wind fucking took it. And it blew across. The oh, I remember this. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember. I swear to God, man, I remember being on that road and going. What the fuck has happened? Am I imagining I remember this? I that. saw a bit of it before I had to turn, and then I went back and checked. Where did it uh, end up? <clears throat> it I ended think up it somewhere. stayed around the road on Sunday. Yeah, it just I'm, rolled around the road, didn't it? it? Just rolled around the road. But we're talking, this thing was the size it's of about four, four or five buses. Yeah, it, it was, was huge. Yeah. Enormous. This big giant minion mm. blew off. I don't know, whoever fucking got the job of tying that up did not do Probably it. Probably just well. cable tied it to a fucking rail or something. <laughs> yeah. But um, this song, listen, this song is like it wouldn't stand out of place on like a Curtis Mayfield greatest hits or something like that this is my big issue with it um I think it's incredibly catchy but like you said it's scientifically designed to be catchy and it's uh, like every single part of it sounds like a lift from something else like he took all the best bits of six different songs and just yeah here's the funny thing about this is this is a rare song because 62% 62% of the song is chorus. Yeah. That's 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 there's, massive. There's, yeah. there's fuck all real pre-choruses, intros, no instrumental breaks. Yeah. There's a bit where he's just riffing a little bit, but it's all direct, straightforward. That's how it, it's scientific. It gets into your head straight away. Yeah. 
Um, like I don't listen to enough Curtis Mayfield or uh, like Marvin Gaye, maybe to go what yeah. what or, or Motown because yeah. this is this could be classic one hundred percent neo soul, but it still could be classic Motown. <laughs> be, if this song was released like in that era, it would be in the top ten. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. This this might <clears throat> it's not a problem because I think it's a great song and it you're is. dead right. It's an earworm. You hear it. Um, I listened to it earlier on this evening on the playlist, and it's been there now since as well. Because yeah. he has that voice, he has that classic voice. Um, but you can definitely tell it's him, and that's very Motown. Um, yeah. to have it was actually it was actually, only six, sound. Year, it was actually only six years ago. I thought it was. Oh, was it? It feels like longer. Um, that was the biggest song in 2014. Uh, nearly 14 million copies. Um, he originally wrote it for CeeLo Green, but I'm glad he didn't sing it because he's a ropey cunt. Yeah. It's just yeah. ropey lad. Um, That's how many paint himself gold, isn't it? I don't know. Did, I just know he put up loads of weird uh, tweets <clears throat> about like uh, being with someone if they were asleep. Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Someone asleep or something. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Phone? What are you tweeting that for? Do you know what I mean? I remember that. Yeah, he was like, you know, if I'm in bed with a woman and the woman's asleep beside me, like it's fair game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And the whole world went, what? <laughs> the whole world going to fix themselves in their chair. Excuse Stop me. Stop there, CeeLo. Yeah. What was that? What was that? That's no. rapey as fuck, chap. What are you that doing about that on the internet for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the one <laughs> He's the one who wore like a mask and painted himself gold for like the MTV Awards or something like that. He wore he a gold in... suit. And... Hang on. Remember we came up to what band he was in? Oh, that's right, yeah. What band was he? Oh in? man, I have to check this. It's gonna yeah. do me. I just copped it there. Um, yeah, the song initially was written for him, and I'm glad it's not because I would never really been able to. Uh, he was in the Goody Mob. That's right. Uh, from Atlanta, I could never listen to that song again because I don't like it. I hate looking at him. Yeah, because he's ropey cunt. That's mad ropey. Yeah, that's fucking really? sus- what, suspect. What the fuck? fuck was he thinking saying yeah. that? I don't. What's it be going through people's heads, man? There's be. I try and avoid token and and also probably being a bit of a sleep rapist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's at least twenty five percent of it <laughs> is being a sleep um, rapist. Like, fucking I interested. I was interested to kind of read up more scientific about this, and uh, there is a tactic used in this song called "Show Don't Tell." Okay. So before the the cor- this chorus is only I'm happy that's telling, but before it's shown it, so it's all just references to sort of fucking what do you call it? metaphors and stuff like mm. that. Room without a r- roof, but he's not yeah. saying daddy's happy. He's just saying loads of cool stuff, and then he's like, because I'm happy. It's yeah. good. It's what goes on. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's just uh, like I said, it it sounds like a weird composite, like a computer wrote a song. It does sound like a <coughs> Motown algorithm. Yeah. Yes. It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. A anyway, deep look, fake, a deep had, fake song. <laughs> I had to put that on it. Yeah. I do have a lot of time for Pharrell Williams. I'm glad that yeah, me too. it's done him well. Um, I remember he got very emotional, I think, on Oprah when, I don't know, he was being given some award or something like he that. Was, I just couldn't believe that it was just took off so well because he's always been a great producer, songwriter for other people, but this was the first time he went, because he'd just come off the back of doing look, Get Lucky with Daft Punk. And mm. he was like, fuck, man. This is me on my own, giving it a go completely. Songwriting. And it's it's good. Now, I don't need to ever hear it again. Like a lot of songs in this, don't even ever need yeah. to hear it again. Yeah. So yeah. it's done for me. They but already live in there, so don't you ever need it's to press play it's, again. Yeah, like. it, 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 it burnt out quickly, yeah. like yeah. a fucking star. Uh, who's your next one? My last one 
is uh, the tokens with the lion sleeps tonight. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jesus it's Christ, I'm with you. It's just... It's like a yodeling. Is a yodeling. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But the, the, the tokens are like a deal band. band. Um, so that would have been... A lot of it would have been kind of vocal only, you know? Yeah. Uh, almost like barbershop type of style. And then eventually, the, the, the kind of towards the tail end of the deal they start bringing in instruments to start kind of getting modernized nice. a little bit. But... Uh, that song came out in 1961. Um, the band were founded in 1955, and I only found this out the other day as well. That uh, the founding member of the Tokens was Neil Sedaka. Fuck off! Yeah, he sings on that song. He's, hey, little devil, I'm going yeah. to make an angel out of you. I he, grew up on Neil Sedaka's yeah. songs in my eyes. I don't only, think only yeah. listening to a uh, Calendar Girl there today as well. Calendar Girl. He had a daily yeah. song called "I Go Weep." Where he's talking about <laughs> crazy. Like a weep. I know all those songs because Neil Tadaka was uh, playing in my gaff every yeah. single day. And yeah. I wasn't mad about him then. I'm not mad about him now, but it warms me because it's, it's, remember. Become, it's become nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Nostalgia. That's when my family all lived in the same house. <laughs> Any song, then you're like, uh, me all family lived in. Remember, like, I'm not saying they're all broken up. You know, people grow up and shit. I'm saying, like, it's one of those house memories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smell a crispy pancake. Does it make Neil you Starker happy? Thing? Sing yeah. along if your dad is in the house with you. Playing Neil Sedaka. Or just in the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was a founder member, and then he fucked off kind of later to start this little solo career. Uh, there, up until very recently, there were two different versions of the tokens doing the rounds. Uh, there was, like, one guy and, like, his son and... A lot of hired guns, and there's another one that had two guys. And then they've done a little reunion with Neil, um, I think in the late 90s, maybe. I can't remember. Fucking, it's is, just, I watched it. I don't know. Is this a song not stolen from someone? The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I think the, the, the riff is from something else. I think I, that. I remember. Eh, I, 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 I watched um, a documentary on this song before. Uh, and more than likely. That went through a few different people. Uh, I, I, it definitely wasn't. I, I highly doubt it was written by the tokens because I think no I think it was written by like uh, an African American group and they went yoink oh yeah I mean that would have been par for the yoink. course give me that give me that for a white face yeah and then people will buy it because yeah, of course that's how America works right now yeah 100% like they yeah. definitely they definitely didn't fucking um... so yeah it was originally written and recorded by Solomon Linda um, Solomon Linda is a South African musician, singer, and composer. All right, best known uh, for the song "Mboob." I bet you weren't. Bet you are not. Where Lion sleeps tonight, chap. Uh, that song feels uh, deadly. Mboob. Yeah, exactly. Mboob. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not theirs. Uh, oh, the original oh, version. The original that... version was written in Zulu. Right. How fucking mad is that? Holy I just saw shit. the word I just saw the word for that thing. It's not yodeling, it's called Iskamathia, which right. is a type of a cappella popularized by Ladysmith Black Mambazo. With the boob. Yeah, so it's fucking yeah, that's a it's a big song. And it's been it was covered a fucking hundred times before they even got to it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Neil Sedaka was like the founding member. Um, they Didn't released 17 albums over fucking Pretty. 20 years. Um, Jesus. Because they broke up and got back together again. They, they released an album like not that long ago either. That I, I'm remember sure. when, you did, when you did covers, you could release that many albums. Cause you were oh, yeah. Of course. Pump it out. And, 
And they, the people would release songs that were only out like two years ago. No, oh, yeah. Like, that was, that's still that a again. big thing. Yeah. That's still a big thing for people to just fucking grab a song two years ago. Okay, like, it was number one now for six re- weeks. Now it's a remix type of thing, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah, fucking right, jumping back up. Anyway, th- that song is fucking... That, that got another big burst of popularity in the 90s off Friends, I think. I think Friend, there was a whole episode of Friends where they were all... With, with the little monkey, with Marcel. <clears throat> yeah, I think they were all singing yeah. or something. Marcel. I don't remember. Marcel the monkey. That's, 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 yeah, he used to run over to the stereo and play it. And Ross that's was like, right. Okay, we'll play it again then. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Ross, you fucking boring bastard. Exactly. He, Ross, did, Ross did become a, a funnier character, but uh, he's, also, he's also a dickhead. Uh, is he? Yeah, like in the shower in real life? No, in in real life he's probably sound. I don't in real know. life he's dead sound. In the in the show he's yeah, fucking dead. I, I everybody's a fucking sap of friends. I loved friends when I was a kid, and now it's hard. I know I still love it. Yeah. I can't I just I, I give myself fucking cancer thinking about it. Just, I, all I <laughs> all I done was watch Friends in like nineteen ninety splash. Yeah, I bought books about it and all. I was obsessed. It's it's still a class though. But then when people, or I always remember when people in school. We're like, oh my god, did you see the show Friends? And I'm like on season three going, shut up, that's mine. You're not allowed to talk about it. You're yeah, not no, real protective. Fine. Like, yeah. I was the only fucker who was allowed to be into Friends because it was on a weird time before it got real popular. And uh, everyone everyone forgets that Joey was a show after that. Yeah, that's good. Literally being deleted from history. Because it was so bad. It was so bad. Was and then so they, bad. they done like a meta, meta show with him then as well, didn't they? Called uh, Episodes. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, where he's an actor and it's got a... <clears throat> fucking... It's, 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 I, it's, my, my brain... Fucking Fran... Fr- Tamsin from fucking Black Books and your man from Greenwing. Ah, uh, and Greenwing and uh, Alan Partridge. He plays Dan in Alan Partridge. Uh, uh. They, they are, they are uh, two screenwriters from England who have a show in England and they want to make an American version of it and they completely bastardize it. Yeah. Gets taken off them and changed. But yeah, he, that's sort of, that's, yeah, that's actually, it's a decent show. Yeah, I, I only watched a couple of episodes of what was mad into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Friends, like I said, fucking haunted me, but this song got a big boost off Friends in the 90s. Yeah, anyway, yeah. That, that was my last one, The Tokens of the Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, again, another one of those songs that can uh, you hear once and it's, it's with you for a week afterwards. There's zero in your escape. brain. Yeah, in your brain. Who is your last one? My last one is Carly Rae Jespin, Call Me Maybe. I mean, it's a great song. Yeah. Lyrically, it's more absolute garbage, but also at least it has a good, a good idea. The song, the idea of the song is good. It's like, look, I don't normally do this, but I'm looking at you there, and I'll give you my number. But I don't normally do this, and don't tell your mates I'm a slut just because I give mm. you my number. Not, not slut. Uh, this song is fucking great, man. This, it was originally written as a, a folk song, I think. Really? Yeah, because she was a winner of like some sort of. I'm you're the star in Canada or something mm, like that. Mm. And then she went off and uh, to do kind of like folkier music. But then Loudon done that, didn't they? Then someone went, What about if we take that and add din 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 the way it cuts is fucking super. It's brilliant. Well that, it's it's the it's the strong piece. it's right, it has a meh verse. It's meh. But that pre chorus is fucking where you think you're going baby and then the chorus is massive so yeah. it goes from meh to strong to great yeah and the, the repeating that string sample over and over again just makes the it's you know what it, it's just a perfectly made pop song mm. and it 
even though it's basically a packet of sugar poured on top of skills, one hundred percent, with fucking old Lucasade poured on top of it, pure sugar rush, yeah, is deadly. You know, I bought um that drop mix game. Do you remember that drop mix game? It was like a card game that you place down on um on this board and it plays a sample from a song mm. and you have to match it with another like drum beat of like happy boy Pharrell Williams for instance like that yeah and you'd have to play against someone else but one of the cards I had was just the string oh savage like this and you want to see when you put that over like stuff like well to be fair it was only like fallout boy and like, it's the yeah. heaviest thing on that thing but it was great because it would pitch and beat match it together and you'd get this like oh, very cool. oh, man it was deadly so that's when that got stuck in my head even more yeah it was a whole new lease life that being stuck in my head when it first yeah. came out I was like that's grand yeah but, another, another pop song but when I started pop DJing again um, started playing this again going fuck that's like a, a break for me to be able to play that and yeah. something I don't hate um, an interesting fact about people with triple barrel names it is very rare for someone with a triple barrel name to appear at number one and before she went to number one, it had been. Oh, how long am I thinking? It was 1988 anyway. Mm. Before it was a number one person with a triple barrel name. Can you think of it? A triple barrel name in 1988. <sighs> I can think of a more recent one, someone like Sophie Ellis Bex or something. I'm trying to think of like 1988. Mm, yeah. um, Interesting, actually. She didn't go from, we were talking America here, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Who, who was it? Terence Trent Derby. Terence Trent Derby. What a fucking yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, that was the song, Wishing Well. And funnily enough... Wishing Well's a great song. I this love that song, song. Uh, Call Me Maybe, has reference to a wishing well. Fuck so up. I wonder, I wonder, is there something in there? Mm. Is there something in there? But yeah, where you think you're going, baby? <laughs> it's fucking... It's that hook, man. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. When the... Sometimes a pre-chorus. That chorus is not as good without that pre-chorus. No, 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 no. The strings are yeah, dead right. Yeah, that 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 little string sample and fucking um that pre-chorus. Yeah, you're right. You got like the lull, the build-up, and the fucking hammer here, and then the lull, the build-up, and the hammer here. It's the build-up vocally where she just starts low, low, low. Yeah, it's just delivery. Yeah, it's good delivery, Carly. Got to give it to you. Good woman yourself. Yeah. She's Good Canadian. woman yourself. She is Canadian, yes. Um, that, look, there wasn't going to be a huge amount of talk about this. We can't go into the fucking discographies of these people or yeah, crazy they stories. probably don't have them. This is the catchiest playlist, surely, we've ever done. It has to be. has to, it be. Has to be. It's designed that way. Yeah, um, yeah the entire idea, isn't it? That was, uh, that was earworms. That was earworms. Yeah. I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed that nice little... Uh, fun to filter through fucking was, a billion yeah. years of those songs and try and pick a few of them. Um, and not I'm have sure them all be in the same era as well. I'm sure there's other ones. Just, you're right. So Thousands. for instance, right, Carly Rae Jespin was put in, but the songs that, I tried to pick a song like that. I had two other songs like that on the list. That's why they had to come out. I can't have too many songs like that. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. songs that got kicked off for that were Ting Tings, That's Not My Name. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's Not My that's name. name. Yeah. You call me Stacey. Yeah. That got kicked out for this because yeah. it's in the same ilk also. <laughs> but yeah. Charlie XX and someone else. It's like, yeah. I got this feeling on a sunny day when you were gone. I don't care. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Jesus, that. That's fucking catchy yeah. as fuck. I thought about putting that fucking, what's that? Bang, 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 bang. What's that fucking, that, um, 
Oh, Jesse J, bang bang into the room, something like that. Yeah, bang, fucking bang into the room. Yeah, just yeah. fucking something like that. There was a bang bang song. Oh um, no, you talking about the one with with uh, Q Tip on it? I don't know. Mark Ronson. I'd have bang, to go. Bang. I'd have to go oh, look for it. That's another. That's, that's a classic pop song. As well. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a, there was a couple of that era. We know our pop from all those nights working in a. Pop, pop bars because that's where the money lives baby it that's is where the far, it's where the fucking heartbreak lives as well although um, I noticed that was nice flying boy when I didn't have to think about what I was playing the first first hour and a half of those nights horror show speaking and then, of fuck, sorry speaking of catchy songs I forgot to mention fucking mm. Dance Monkey oh, I don't know what this is what is, people keep talking about it do you not know this well, no like, right, Dance Monkey's out like gotta be nearly a year now I don't know and uh <laughs> it's a sort of reggae beat with a girl who has a super high pitched voice. I think mm. they're Australian, and the song is absolute garbage. Okay, but it is fucking catchy, and people mm. went mad for it. It's it's one of those songs that's at a half pace, so people can dance to it mm. in a different way, like one of those maybe eighty nine beats per minute instead of mm. like one twenty four. I don't know. Yeah, um, I should mention I was going to put that on it. That's 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 the last one that was going to. But you know what? I want to put the good one on. It's Carly, Carly yeah. Ray. So Carly Ray sample. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's us for this week. We'll be back again next week as usual. Uh, you can always get us on patreon.com forward slash lost our podcast. Five dollars a month for our exclusive content and also keep us going with our radio show that we do every Saturday night as well. Yes. Uh, this show will be out after this coming show for us. You, so we'll will, have, back again. you will have heard, hopefully, yes. what we did on Saturday. Yeah. And hopefully it was good. Uh, if you don't have five dollar spare that's perfectly fine you just go to facebook.com forward slash lost our podcast and just share it out or give us a review uh, if you use apple any of that type of show give us a review rate us whatever do the thing that everybody asks you oh, to Jesus, do like, n- not to be weird like, but if you liked that episode go deadly episode last night because it'll just be like oh shit another person saw it literally it. yeah likes <laughs> and fucking comments are like fuel for facebook the more of those that we get the more facebook shows our page to other people yeah otherwise it's literally hiding it it literally hides you are, it. you're literally telling people that or telling facebook this is this is a worthwhile this is a thing that yes like, exactly this it, is not the same and, it, and it, show, it could show 10 more people then who will find the thing it's just a very simple free way for the people that exactly. can't do the pay, patreon obviously yeah. Yeah. and it's not a problem if you can't it's although i thought problem. of something i thought of something savage i can put on patreon oh yeah i've you know that video of me being an extra in that like uh tv show no, I'm gonna have to give that to Patreons because yeah. we haven't done a Patreon for them in a while, and I think it'll be worth this month's fiver. Okay, I think I'm gonna have to start giving. I'm basically pulling my pants down, going, "Oh, great marriage, just ain't what you used to be." <laughs> just fucking like selling myself for laughs, man. I'll do that then. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Listen, I've been saying that my whole life. I'll dance in a boy band, the money dry. I don't give a shit anymore. I have no morals or taboos or anything like that. I like that money. Just man, not even mad money. Just getting boy money. Yeah, man. just actual right. survival money, like <laughs> pure but survival yeah. money. I just yeah. paid the electricity bill and the gas bill. And now I'm fucking crying, bro. Oh. So uh, can at they the same not make? Time. Can they not make it the same? Like, can they not make it an electrical type of gas? Actually, that's don't a terrible idea. Why, why we that's have a terrible to, idea. That yeah, explodes. yeah, they don't like each other. Those two. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, just more uh, nuclear fusion. And pump the excess heat from the the fucking rods into pipes and heat our houses with that, and then the lovely nuclear smoke will power yeah. the electricity. I'm off for that. I'm off for that. That show oh. Chernobyl was savage, and I wouldn't mind living through it. Um, wow, I'm off for that. Yeah, I actually did live through it, but like the other side of the world, at a safe distance. Yeah, well, not really. 
we were all shitting it. And then Sellafield went, do you remember? And they started sending oh, out iodine and tablets and all this type of shit. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. No crack. We live, like, everybody is living through like the shit we live through in our youth again, you know? No, this is worse. Oh, this is definitely worse. Because the other, stuff, the other stuff was going to affect us. This could, we could go to down the road to the shops and get this bullshit disease now. Easy. True, true. But we're not going to because we're sound. That's how sound. it works. There was sound too much people. to do every Saturday and every week. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be gone. Uh, 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 we won't, what am I saying? We'll be gone. We won't be gone. We'll be back. Don't say that. No, we won't go anywhere. It's not what he'll go. The opposite. We're, we're going to be the opposite. Yeah, we're going to stay here forever. We'll be uh, back again uh, next Monday with a fresh one for you. And we'll see you guys hopefully on uh, Saturday night for the radio show. Talk show you and getting drunk. Pretend that we're in a pub. And, yeah. Uh, see you next week. Thanks.